Back at Kroger Field following the Wildcats 45-13 win over the Louisville Cardinals. Dick Gabriel with you. An impromptu team picture down here on about the 30-yard uh, line. Here, Tom, to your right, as you see the Wildcats, they, a few of them were huddled around Mark Stoops, and suddenly they all wanted in on the photograph. Uh, the governor's down here talking to some of the Wildcats and was actually asking, and he's got him. Cash Dan, he asked for an audience with Cash Daniel, and right now the two are talking right here. Let me see if I can grab Cash. The senior playing in his last game. Handshakes for folks. Hey, Cash, live radio here. What did you and the governor just talk about? I uh, just, just tell me a, a good job, and, you know, I shook his hand, and, you know, it's an amazing moment when, you know, an elected official like that comes up and recognizes you. So, uh, you know, shout out to Governor Bevan and, uh, You're pretty emotional right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to put, wrap my mind around because it's been my dream since I was a kid. You know, when I was growing up to play here, and everybody told me I couldn't just because I was from a small town. Nobody told me the pencil's not big enough. You won't get recruited. You're too slow. You're all this stuff, and you know, just to have a career here. I know I wasn't the best athlete in the world. I wasn't ever. I never claim myself to be, you know, any more than what I am. So. Lynn Bowden coming in for a hug right now. Lots of cameras around. Emotional. And, uh, you know, like that guy right there, Lynn Bowden, shout out to him for stepping up and, you know, and taking a role that he didn't expect to coming this year. And, uh, you know, he did what he did best, be an athlete and, you know, and get the ball in the end zone and get us in position to win games. So. Just from everybody out of BBN, thank you for the greatest four years of my life. Thank you for being so supportive of me and my team. And, uh, you know, I'm going to miss you guys. I'll miss playing here forever. I'm a Wildcat through, thin and through. And uh, these are my brothers for life at Kentucky. And University of Kentucky will always be my home. Cash, thank you. Go celebrate. Thank you. Hey, Gabe. Yes, sir. While you were talking to Cash, Lynn Bowden walked back out to the blue UK logo at midfield. And he just stood there and looked up and just soaked it in wow. for his last time wow. leaving this field. Really poignant scene. Yeah, and I have made no secret locally on the radio here. I've always been a fan of this game being played first because I'm in a hype business. But, boy, I, I can't tell you how great this has worked out, really for both sides, but for Kentucky especially with, you know, Thank upsetting you, the LeBar Jackson team and pulling off the win last year and, and then this one again to – to make it seven wins in a bowl, uh, you know, I think that's probably a no-lose situation. Either play it first, play it last, but if you win it, it doesn't matter when you play. Three wins in the last four in the series now for Mark Stoops. Yeah, and you know, Cash Daniels is a guy, and I asked him about this going into the bowl game last year. His senior class, Tom, knows nothing but bowl games. The guys who have been there the last four years now, that's all they know. So, you know, that's that, that's how traditions are built. I, I agree 100% with you guys. Um, I, I just thought that what this team was able to do after the quarterbacks were injured, I, I still don't think that most of Big Blue Nation understands how hard that is, that you come into a season, and remember this was a team that was going to throw the ball all over the place, had all these receivers and really unproven running backs coming back. Who was going to replace Benny Snell? And then after the injuries, you change your entire offense and your defense doesn't let anyone score 30 and your offense ends up 
ridiculous with what they've done offensively. 521 yards of offense. Amazing. Lynn Bowden is right down here in front of me to your right at the end zone. He's clapping hands with fans and Tony, ne the beleaguered Tony Neely is trying to get him into the locker room because I will tell you, we won't be able to talk to him after the game because there are so many media requests for him, starting with the SEC Network and ESPN. But he came around the stadium and shared a moment with everybody who stuck around, everybody he could find. So, Tom, that goes right in line with his private moment out there at the UK logo. And we just got word, most rushing yards ever for an SEC quarterback. Wow. 284 today. That's 286 phenomenal. with a loss of two for a net of 284. Four touchdowns, tying the school record. 517 total rushing for the team is a second straight week with a, a school record. And uh, just, it, it's hard to, to really come up with enough adequate adjectives for what we saw today and really what Bowden and company did in the second half of the yeah. season. Uh, I'll tell you what, too, guys. Kentucky only ran 42 offensive plays in this game. Wow. 42, Dick. They scored 45 points, and they had more points <laughs> Louisville than had plays. 70 plays. 70 plays My for Louisville. goodness. For 318. Well, you know, we were all witness. And, and you know, we, we I mentioned this in the pregame show, but, uh, you know, Jeff, you have talked over and over because you've been in those meetings and you've, you've studied game plans and things like that. But for all the flack that Eddie Grant has taken this oh. year, and yeah, he's made some mistakes. What OC hasn't? But how many times has that man, since he's been in Kentucky, had to not tear up the playbook, but just thumb through the pages that he wanted to use and go deeper into the book to find the pages that were right for his team? It wasn't just this year. It was more than one year, but maybe this year stands out just because of a guy like Lynn Bowden. Reason that... Mark Stoops wanted to keep him. He was offered huge money to go to Georgia, and Mark Stoops went to Mitch and said, we've got to keep this guy. They were able to, and this is why. They were able to do this. Him and Coach Hinshaw, I mean, it's just amazing what they've done to change this entire offense and put it on the back of Lynn Bowden. You played a football game today where you threw two passes. That's it. Yep. Two passes and, for and four yards. And as you always point out, Jeff, the other guys know exactly what yes. you're going to do. And, and it you doesn't matter. Stop it. Yeah. Amazing. 45 13. Finally, they got the team into the locker room. So <laughs> it'll take us a few minutes to get set up for post game. But more to come from Kroger Field on Rivalry Day. It was all Wildcats here on the UK Sports Network. Welcome back to Kroger Field. The final score 45 13. Kentucky defeats Louisville. And Jeff Pacoro, good to know that. We'll have one more game to work. We just don't know where it will be yet as the Wildcats will learn their bowl destination next Sunday after the rest of college football plays out. As we said during the broadcast, Gator Bowl may be a possibility. Probably the smart money is saying the Belk Bowl. Music City could be in the, in the mix, although probably it's one of the first two, I would think. I would think so, um, and I don't think anybody would be – uh, unhappy to go to either of those spots, back to Florida or to play in the Panthers Stadium uh, in the Belk Bowl. That'd be a lot of fun as well for these guys. You're listening to the Ruoff Mortgage Wildcat Wrap-Up Show, and time to pick our Kentucky Farm Bureau UK Defensive Player of the Game. All right, a uh, couple of uh, 
big games. DeAndre Square ends up with seven tackles, as did David Davis. But to me, you call this guy's name time and again, he ends up with six tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, Boogie Watson. And a fumble recovery at the end. And a fumble recovery at the end, yes. UK Defensive Player of the Game is presented by Kentucky Farm Bureau. Big on commitment. And Kentucky with a big win today. And how about this one, Jeff? First time to post a winning record in a season following a year in which the Cats won nine or more games since wow. 1951. Oh, and it didn't, you know, it, there's a lot of wouldas and shouldas here. Um, but for this team to come out and play as hard as they did after losing their quarterbacks, but I really, I think it all starts up front with the offensive and defensive lines. To me, the, one of the biggest surprises this year has been the play of the defensive front. Uh, a, a lot of people didn't think they were going to be that good this year. You lost some players. You lost Josh Allen. But, boy, these guys have really picked it up. And my hat's off to defensive line and the offensive line for leading the way to seven wins and heading to a bowl game. Wildcat wrap-up coming up next here on the U.K. Sports Network, including the comments from Coach Mark Stoops. Thanks to my teammates today here at Kroger Field. The analyst was Jeff Bacoro on the sidelines, Dick Gabriel. Our staff man was Bob Livesey. The spotter was Zach Hurst. Our engineer, Curtis Birch, Red Tucker, our producer on site. Back at the studio, the producer is Tim Anstead, and Darren Hedrick had the scores. Kentucky wins it by a final score of 45-13 to over Louisville and keeps the Governor's Cup in Lexington. I'm Tom Leach, and this is the U.K. Sports Network. Back at Kroger Field, following the Wildcats 45-13 round of the Louisville Cardinals, Dick Gabriel with you. When we come back, we'll talk to one of the Wildcats who had a big hand and a big day. We'll also look at the numbers, take a look at all the scoring, and we'll hear from U.K. head coach Mark Stoops. That's all ahead on the U.K. Sports Network. We are back at Kroger Field where the Wildcats are still celebrating, and they will, well, at least for a year, <laughs> the uh, win over the Louisville Cardinals. Now, everybody in North America wants to talk to Lynn Bowden, so we thought we would chat with one of the guys responsible for the big day for the Kentucky quarterback and the U.K. team, which set a new school record for rushing yards, season, single game. Lynn's got the, the new mark in the SEC for yards, rushing by a quarterback, had the best rushing performance by a quarterback in the country, Logan Stenberg of the UK O-Line. First of all, congratulations on the win. Well, thank you, sir. And tell me a little bit about the uh, – pull your mic up just a hair there. There you go. Tell me a little bit about the game plan going in, and did you think you guys could be this kind of successful against this Louisville defense? Yeah, you know, our game plan coming in was just to stick to what we know. We were going to run the ball on them, uh, and they were going to take the yards that they gave us. And, um, you know, they played uh, odd front, so we were getting a lot of double teams, and it played in our favor with the uh, weather as well. So we knew we were going to come in here and have a good day. Let's talk about the weather a little bit because you were talking about some of the good athletes they have uh, on their offensive side of the ball. For a while, it looked like it might be a track meet. Yeah, no doubt. You know, they have a great quarterback, great running back, and, uh, you know, it being wet out there really helped us out. You know, they couldn't air the ball out as much as they wanted to, so uh, had to keep it on the ground, and we had to do the same, and uh, I think we did pretty well doing it. I was going to say, and you guys are used to that. Now, Jeff Bacoro up in our booth, uh, was con- he's been talking about this all year, really, since Lynn took over. Zero coverage, nobody in the middle, eight in the box, nine in the box, and if you just pop that one hole, you're gone. And it played out today, didn't it? Exactly. It just takes one defender to get out of their hole, you know, and it pops through for a big play. So uh, we go into the game knowing they're going to load the box, and uh, we do a lot of film study on it, so we came prepared, and it worked out well. Talk a little bit, if you would, about the the O-line as a unit, as one. Describe what goes on. And there was one huge play in particular where it seemed like Drake stood up and pointed to about six different defenders 
and then snapped the ball, and you guys blew it open. I mean, what happens up there? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of communication. I'd say that's really key. You know, it all comes from Drake. He, uh, his word is final. So uh, we go where he wants us to go, so we're all on the same page. And, um, you know, he puts us in really good positions most of the time. He's, he's really good at what he does. So. There were some rough moments early this year with the O-line. Drake was telling me that you guys got together among yourselves and, and, and talked things out. Uh, you had two new starters. You lost two really fine players from last year. Did it just take a little while to re-gel? Yeah, you know, I think it was all just about getting, you know, comfortable with each other, meshing very well. We had landed back off of a season-ending uh, season injury, and, you know, losing Bunchy and George is hard, too. So it was just getting guys in there, understanding what we wanted to do and how we were going to do it, and just meshing really well. You guys, uh, those two names you mentioned yourself, uh, Darian, all you, you seem like you had a pronounced size advantage over the Cardinals today. No doubt. You know, Monday we come in and we, uh, we get a little personnel tape and we figure out who we're going against, and, uh, you know, it was really surprising. They don't have a guy over 300 pounds on their D-line. So uh, playing the SEC, that is not heard of. Every every week we're playing at least, you know, three guys on the line, 300-plus. So coming in, we were excited to see what we could do and move some bodies off the line, and uh, I think we did that. I played offensive line briefly about 100 years ago, and I, I know it's just, a, it's just a scrum when the ball snapped. And then you look up and you try to figure out what happened. You guys – collide with the man in front of you and you look up today and half the time one of your teammates is running down the field for a touchdown what's that like yeah it's an incredible feeling you know i don't know if it's me but i always feel like the plays that aren't going to bust through bust through and the ones that should don't so it's really weird um <laughs> i'll uh, i'll be on a down block expecting nothing really uh, positive and then lends out for you know 50 yard <laughs> touchdown and it's uh it's i mean it's a pleasant surprise well let's talk about number one what is it like for him to, for you guys with him back there and and let me back that up and say, when he took over a quarterback, I mean, you guys, it took a little while, but were you concerned about the rest of the season, or how much confidence did you have that you could make that change in the offense and get it done? Yeah, you know, I have all the confidence in the world and Lynn as an athlete, but I was just concerned about how he was going to run the offense the way we needed to, and um, thank goodness I was wrong. So, uh, you know, he's done a great job. He's uh, – turned into just a great leader on the team, vocal physically, and just really, you know, showing people how they need to play the game. And uh, Lynn's been great for us. I think he's, uh, you know, handled the offense the way we needed him to do, and uh, we've been really successful doing it. In the four years that you've been playing here, you guys have had to adjust your offense more than once. Mm -hmm. What is that like for the team? What's that like for the O-line? And, again, you got to tip your cap to Eddie Grant for the job he's done. No doubt. Yeah, I, I love G to death. Eddie's my boy, and um, – you know, he's got a game plan, and it works well. And, uh, you know, talking about having to revamp the offense and learn new stuff and you know, dealing with injuries and whatnot, that's just what every team does. So, you know, we just take it on the run and uh, try to do the best we can. We, we've talked about a lot of stats in this game, and Tom Leach mentioned your stats. People probably don't realize that old linemen have stats. Yeah. <laughs> Knockdown blocks, things like that. They yeah, know just – they know you get called for penalties. Exactly. <laughs> we don't just run for it, I promise. That's right. But uh, you've had a remarkable senior year, and you've built yourself with, with great coaching from John Schlarman, and, and, and your teammates have helped, I know. But tell me a little bit, you know, your thoughts on your senior year. You're going out again. All you've known is bowl games. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. it been like for you? It's been great. You know, coming into Kentucky uh, as a young guy, knowing the past and the history, kind of knowing how they were, uh, I'm just really glad to be able to take this, you know, university and this uh, this program to where it is today. You know, winning, expecting bowl games, expecting winning seasons, and uh, I credit that all to my coaches, especially Coach Slarmy. You know, he was the reason I came here from the get go. 
uh, he, I've said it many times. He's more than a coach. You know, he's like a father figure. He's a great guy. And, um, I'm just blessed to have had this opportunity and to have these spent these last five years, I guess, here, and I'm uh, just really thankful for it. Well, you mentioned what they were here, and, and obviously you're helping to change the culture, but is that why you signed on? You saw a need for Logan Stenberg? Uh, to be honest, I thought, you know, I could come in and play early. And then I came in, I redshirted, I got hit in the face and, you know, realized, hey, you're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I hit that redshirt year hard and really trained and tried to get on the field. And that redshirt freshman, I saw a lot of playing time and they ended up starting the next year. So um, that was really the reason I came here, but I'm glad I did. I mean, there's no other place I'd rather be. It's a winning culture now. You're going to another bowl game. How do you feel about what you and your teammates have built? Yeah, I'm just happy to be a part of it, honestly. We've had a lot of great guys on this team over the past four or five years, you know, Josh Allen, Benny, all of them. And we've all just, you know, chipped in and helped build this program to where it is today, and I'm glad that I'm leaving it better than it was. Logan, thank you so much. Congratulations. One more game to play. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. That's Logan Stenberg, the offensive guard, who was part of a record-breaking day for the Kentucky offense in the Wildcats' 45-13 win over the Cardinals. Back in a minute, 630, or the U.K. Sports Network. Wildcats win at 45-13 over the Cardinals. Here's the way the scoring unfolded. L actually scored first on a 33-yard scoring strike, but then the Cats came right back with a 65-yard drive, capped off by a four-yard run from A.J. Rose. Rose the setback for the right of boat, one tight end each way. And off Rose, and he goes in. Touchdown, Kentucky right up the gut. 7-6, your first quarter score. Then the Wildcats took the football and went 94 yards in only five plays. Lynn Bowden covered the last six. He takes the snap. He hesitates. He follows his tight end, and he'll go in standing up. Touchdown, Kentucky. Lynn Bowden goes over 1,000 yards with a six-yard touchdown run for six points. It was a day for milestones for this Kentucky team. And, in fact, the birthday boy, Matt Ruffalo, kicked a 45-yard field goal to make it 17-6 Wildcats. Now, Kentucky turned it over on downs late in the second quarter, and Louisville went 56 yards to make it 17-13 and took back the momentum. But Kentucky changed that very quickly early in the third quarter. Bowden fakes it. Keeps it straight ahead. Makes the first man miss. He's across the 50. Coming near sideline. Needs one block. He's across the 30. Cuts back right at the 20. Breaks a tackle. Breaks another one. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Touchdown! (laughs) Kentucky! 60 yards for Lynn Bowden! Two-play drive of 65 yards that made a 24-13 Wildcats. Jeff Pecoro talked about the fact that Kentucky ran only 42 plays. It's because of plays like that. And, in fact, Bowden came right back with another one about 12 minutes later. Just one setback this time to the left of Bowden. He gets the face. Bowden on a keeper. He's across the 30. He's across the 20. 10-5. Touchdown, Kentucky. A three-bagger for Lynn Bowden. It was indeed. That one made it 31-13, to and then we went on to the fourth quarter, and Chris Rodriguez took advantage of some of those big holes opened by Logan Stenberg and his teammates, and Rodriguez himself popped a big one. Bowden leaves it with Rodriguez coming right. 40, 45, 50. Look out. Cuts left at the 40. Goodbye. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kentucky. 64 yards. Christopher Rodriguez. And the Matt Ruffalo kick made it 38-13 to early fourth. That was pretty much the last nail in the coffin uh, as the Wildcats put away the Cardinals. But there was time for one more big play by number one. There's the snap. Fakes it. 
keeps it straight ahead. 25 breaks the tackle. He's going for four. 10, <laughs> five, touchdown, Kentucky. That's amazing. Wow. Four rushing touchdowns for Lynn Bowden Jr. and the most rushing yards ever by a Kentucky player at Kroger Field. That's why it was fitting that that play was our Kentucky Utilities power play of the game. The extra point capped off the scoring, 45-13 the final. We'll crunch the numbers when we come back with Jeff Pecoral and Mark Stoops. We'll talk with Tom Leach. Back in a moment on the UK Sports Network. We're back at Kroger Field following the Wildcats' win over the Louisville Cardinals. Kentucky running its record to 7-5. Jeff Pecoral joining us now. and This is when we talk about numbers, Jeff, and <laughs> We haven't seen a stat sheet like this maybe ever. No. Um, I mean, this is even – you took those old wishbone teams of Nebraska and Oklahoma and Texas and stuff, and uh, you don't see this kind of stuff. 40 rushes for 517 yards is oh. just remarkable. One of two passing for four yards. So 521 yards and 517 of that on the ground. I mean, that's more than Air Force. That's more than Navy. Maybe, that's more yeah. than any of those teams have ever done. That that's remarkable to me. And they scored so quickly in the game time and time again that Louisville had the ball for 36 minutes. And Kentucky still ran them out of the building. Six for 16 on third downs uh, was Louisville. Kentucky was a very good three of eight, one of two on fourth down. Um, I, I know what Mark wanted to do. Earlier in the game, I said I would have gone for it on fourth down on that one situation. But at that point, because there was so little time left and where the ball was, you don't want to give the other team any momentum. So if they stop you there, which they did, or you fumble or something, that's the only thing that puts them back in the game. Unfortunately, they don't make those six inches, as he said to you, yeah. going into halftime, and then they get the quick strike. So you take that away. They scored six points in the entire game. And this Two big is a, plays. And this is an offense that's that's used to going up and down the field, and they did not. Kentucky's defense was remarkable. 13 tackles for loss and six sacks. So that puts them at, a, if my math is right, 117 tackles for loss this year for an offense for Louisville. That That's that's crazy. Well, we just spent time talking with Logan, and I was remiss in not having him mention the defense, but we can do that. You just did. And you were talking about it, you and Tom, the whole game. Uh, but you knew coming in that Louisville had a hard time stopping the other guys. Mm -hmm. But you also knew that they were explosive. They had done it against some decent teams in the ACC. Sure. Although, as you guys pointed out, they were, uh, you know, they had trouble against the better teams. But that's what happens when a team is evolving. But they've got some big play guys and yet once Kentucky figured things out, shut them down. Right. I think the biggest problem with Louisville's offense, and again, I've watched it for 70 offensive plays here, is they like to load it up and go down the field in their passing game. And that takes four or five seconds yes. to do. They didn't have that time. If you remember early in the season, was it Toledo or Eastern Michigan? They were The quarterback was catching the snap and throwing the ball almost in the yes. same motion. Yes. It was a short, quick five yards, four yards, five yards, seven yards, make a guy miss 11 yards. That's what they did to move the ball down the field. Louisville was stubborn. They only threw 19 times. Mm -hmm. You know that, that was the other thing that kind of threw me off, well, too. And if people think about it in, in terms – I know it's shotgun – but in terms of the time you need, think of it in terms of a seven-step drop. Correct. Versus what you just described, the team earlier in the year was a three-step drop or a five-step right. drop. But, yeah, I wondered about that pregame. Uh, would the Kentucky D-line collapse the front, which it did, mm -hmm. and would they be able to come off the edges, which they did, uh, and make life miserable for the Cardinals, which they did? And they did. And that, that was the remarkable thing here. And, and as you were talking to Logan, too, 
I, I, we would be remiss if we didn't say something about their coach, uh, John Schlarman. And, and as we, I was coming down here, they had the Governor's Cup trophy, and each of the linemen were coming up and taking a picture Good. with him with that. And that's what it means to them. He, what he is going through with this with this cancer, and, and the way he is battling that, and the way that this team. Uh, and especially the offensive line, uh, you know, they're up for that huge award. They've got a great chance at winning, and especially, you know, when they, when, when, when you, if the voters who, who, you know, pick these awards just look at sheer numbers, you had 40 rushes for 517 yards coming off of the record breaking performance last week, coming off the record breaking performance the week <laughs> before that, and you're going up against eight and nine players on defense in the box they know what you're going to do and they still can't stop you that's the most amazing thing to me and you know you you look at a guy like logan stenberg who he mentioned came in and thought he'd play right away and got hit in the mouth and the next thing you know he's red shirting and he realized i'm not ready for this but what that speaks to of course is recruiting and depth and the fact that this is where they are now and a guy who's going to get a real shot at playing on sundays uh, and, and so are some of the other guys up front. Uh, you know, you think back to maybe three, four years ago when John Schlarman was holding that O-line together with spit and bailing mm-hmm. wire. And and now he's got interchangeable parts, and he's got All-America candidates like Logan Stenberg. Uh, you, well, look what they – Bunchy Stallings from a year ago. All-American. Uh, you know, and, and he's big playing George. the next – Big George. All these guys now are now being picked and playing in the NFL. And that's when you know – you, you've arrived. I mean, you look at what Mark brought in last year. All of those defensive backs, they're all starting in yeah. the NFL now. Yeah. All of those guys are playing in the NFL. That is a that, that's, that's the biggest thing, the difference that we've all talked about, especially these last two years. This is a bigger, faster, stronger, more athletic player that he's bringing in here. You've played here. You've worked on this, this broadcast now for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. I can't, and maybe Tom can speak to this as well, I can't remember – uh, a player who went out, and we, we know this is Lynn's last game. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if it weren't. What player went out with a performance like this? And, and I'm not talking about just record-breaking, sure. but I mean just a dominant performance. It's it's hard to think. Maybe someone had the equivalent of this kind of performance on the defensive side, but you know people will never forget what Lynn Bowden did here. Right. Today. I mean, we're, we're a little bit older than a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people who are sitting at home remember this, but – Maybe Rams final year when they went down and then they they hammered Penn State and they they, they yeah. won against North Carolina I think it was twenty one to nothing in the Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl, yeah. Uh, well, that wasn't his last year. That's right. That was his yeah. junior year, right? They I'm just I'm just talking tennis. about well, this one game where yeah, he said goodbye and sent a love letter to the UK fans. It's almost like Jack Givens. You know, his, his last game, 41 points. That's a great point. What else can I do <laughs> at a national championship? Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that's, Jeff Shepard. Yeah. that's the only thing that you can compare to this. It yeah. really is. And, I, I, again, I just don't think that the people, the fans of Big Blue Nation understand what this kid gave up, what he sacrificed for the team to do what he's done. Right. That, to me, is what makes Lynn Bowden – the, the Paul Horning Award winner, and as I said during the game, if I had a vote, he would get mine for the Heisman Trophy. He's that good. Well, his biggest fan just walked in, Mark Stoops. We'll hear from him in just a moment on the U.K. Sports Network. Welcome back to Kroger Field, where the Wildcats have captured the Governor's Cup and keep it in Lexington for a second year with a 45-13 to 13 win over the Louisville Cardinals. We are joined by Coach Mark Stoops. His postgame comments are presented by Kroger Simple Truth. That had to be a lot of fun in that locker room. It was. 
Oh, sorry, I should turn your yep, mic up. You got me. There you go. A um, lot of fun, Tom. It, it really is. I think the team, um, you know, I, I think they recognize and, and just they're proud of the work that they've done. You know, we're not perfect. We've been scarred up. You know, we had some, some ups and some downs. But when you pick yourself back up and you go at it and just keep on competing and laying it on the line for each other, I'm really, really proud of this team. And I just love coaching them. And I think through the blemishes, through the scars, you know, through the, the tough losses, you know, you learn to appreciate each other more. And you appreciate the wins and the tough times because – Take a look around. I mean, our league's a grind. I mean, it's a grind. And if you don't recognize the year that we go through, and I'm not throwing shade on the other the other league here that we played today. I mean, but if you don't see the difference, then 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 you know you really don't understand ball. <laughs> Your quarterback in six games or seven games back there, mm-hmm. six times over a hundred yards. That's two away from the school record most rushing yards ever in this building today most ever by an sec quarterback he's over a thousand he goes for the most ever against louisville 15 short of the school record how many rush for 284 you gotta be the school record was is 299 so wow he nearly got that i mean uh and this was something where he's gonna be mad at me i could have put him (laughs) back in yeah i didn't know you were Forced into a, a situation here where you had to get creative mm. after uh, injuries to your uh, guys, top three guys on your depth chart back in August, and you find your way into a guy who just lifted everybody. Yeah, he. I'm, I'm, he is. Well, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. You, say that. I got a question. Follow up. You were going to follow up what I said down there. No, no, I, I'm no. just going to. Here's what I was going to ask you. You can talk about both yeah. these things. Um, back before Arkansas. Were you, did you go into that thinking it was a week or two and change on the fly? Yeah, yeah, we did. And and I, I elaborated a bit down in my press conference on this, and I think they were reading between the lines through the weeks, okay? But first of all, what he's done, it, it, it we've talked about and talked about, but we should. It's re- yeah. It's remarkable what he's done. It's remarkable. I haven't found the best People, word yet that I justifies. Mean, it's absolutely remarkable. If we sat there and did this and played with him since day one under center, why in the world would he not be in the Heisman? Oh, yeah. Why would he not be there? Yeah. You, you know, and, and uh, you know, so what he's done is remarkable. Um, it, just his ability, but his intelligence, the way he handles the ball, the way he's protected the ball, um, you know, and he, he definitely can throw it. We haven't needed too much. You know, even in some losses, we've controlled the ball and had opportunities to win and and, and uh, done a lot of good things. But, no, it's, it's been remarkable what he's done. Um, when we made the transition, when they were asking about it down there in, in the press, um, but it was. It was a tough time, you know. So we made the move with Lynn. We felt like it gave us the best opportunity. And then after a week and in, in Sawyer's back getting healthy and starting to get better and better, Eddie and I and Coach Henshaw, we'd meet in the morning. We'd talk about it. We'd break. They'd probably, you know, they're going to game plan for pass game and run game. We'd come back together, meet again, and and we really stressed over it for a while. And um, but really, I have to give credit to Eddie and Darren, both of the guys who obviously love the forward pass and want to win. But they kept on coming back and just had so much confidence in Lynn. Because it opened up so many doors. Yeah. And as you could see, you could build so much with Just it. it. Were you? And so, you know, even after, you know, so after under center, 
whoever it was, you know the record better than I do who we played. But after uh, Arkansas, Arkansas and, and then Georgia, and Missouri, and then and just we just even Georgia, you know. Oh it, yeah, you, you you watch those boys play defense. You have you have the most you, rushing you, yards you, on them this season. You sit back there with somebody who can't move a lick or something, and, and or is banged up against Georgia on that defense, and you could be run out of that stadium real quick. Yeah. And um, you know we you know we we catch that ball. You're sitting there fourteen seven. Yeah. You know, and so even in that game. Eddie and Darren kept on coming back to it, and we just felt like he gave us the best opportunity. And and you know what? Through this time, and I said this in the media, and I said, please don't misquote me on this. I was just saying how much admiration I had for Lamar Jackson when I played against him because he was – when. You know, we, we were fortunate. We won the one game up there. You know, we played really good. I'm not taking anything away from our team. We won that game up there, but we were fortunate. The next year when he came down here, you were like, oh, oh, you could tell the alpha dog in him was like, oh, no, boys, just just ride my back. You know what I mean? I'm taking this over. And what I've seen out of Lynn, I compare in that regard. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Because he's just a competitor. He'll do anything he needs to do. He's telling his team, get on my back, and I'll I'll take you where you want to go. Just a and unique just, talent. Yes, unique who talent. Isn't, yes. Both of them, you aren't yeah. supposed to do what they're doing yeah. at the level they're doing yeah. it at. Yeah, just amazing. You yeah. know, just amazing. Just so competitor. So, I mean, so competitive and just so natural in some things. Um, it's just hard to, to understand on the – and and I said this in the media, and I'll say it now to you guys. But on the 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 last touchdown run that he had, we we had the look. And to be honest with you, I was really close to calling timeout because they had two outside. We said uh, the look isn't there. Let's call a timeout, regroup, and get a better play. And I said no. I went with my gut. I said let him go. I said he'll run him over. <laughs> and and he didn't because they knew the play was coming but Chris did a great job kicked out the first defender Lynn hit it up inside and I think he just made a miss or brushed off the tackle and went for the touchdown but they had two guys they had it they had it defended and he and he made the play we'll come back with one more segment with coach Stoops in just a moment on the UK Sports Network we're back with Mark Stoops celebrating the Governor's Cup win over the Louisville Cardinals and um, into the first half uh, you've done a great job. They score on their first drive. They hit Atwell, but then you shut them down, and you have a failed fourth down. They hit an option, score quickly, and all of a sudden it's 17-13. What was the locker room like at halftime? Yeah, I mean, obviously I was very mad at myself. I mean, I pride myself on, you know, just trying to do the right thing. Even if I take criticism for being conservative, fine, but doing the right thing and winning the middle eight you know, is very, very important. We had complete control of the game. Um, it was fourth and one, and, uh, you know, I wanted to be aggressive, and, and it backfired. I certainly thought our defense would come back and, and stop them. But, um, you know, that's tough sometimes in good field position like that because we lost yards too, I think. I want to say we lost two, three, yeah. four yards. And, uh, and then for them to get that big, big play, that a lot of times – is is a big momentum switch sure and and it's like a gut punch because you're dominating and they hit one and you feel like they stole one from you and um and i was very mad at myself and and just frustrated but everybody was very calm it was business as usual you know of course i saw lynn because he was a little banged up he was in the training room getting at me he's like i basically like coach quit quit stressing i got you like i i got this relax you know and and so we kind of just went back to like you know, hey, what the, the things we have to do, and, and let's get in position. And that's what I love about that team. As a coach, you, you, you know, you, let's let's not kid ourselves. I mean, you, you want to do the right thing, say the right thing, but it's about the team. That 
that responding to that has been built since the summer. Good you point. don't just say something in that moment and think you're going to switch them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have to be built to just say, boom, that's it. Deal with it. Move on. Let's go. Let's go to the come back next. To who we let's are. come back to who we are and do what we have to do. So. And you said um, on the sidelines, as Lynn was <laughs> turning in this magnificent performance today, that even his teammates were taken aback. It, it, it really was. It was like we were walking down or, you know, passing guys and guys walking past me and they were just wide-eyed like, holy you know, yeah. <laughs> like this Hold dude, that this dude's on another level today, yeah. and, and basically, like you know, just just feed him and just let him do his thing, and uh, it gives the team a lot of confidence. And when he went out there to midfield of that UK logo mm-hmm. after everybody had left, and he just went out there and, and dropped to mm-hmm. a knee and yeah. stood. Yeah. He knew it was his last game. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I let him make. And it meant so much. I let him. him say that and do that when and how he wants to. But uh, no, it means a lot to him. And and you know, the the switch that we had a year ago with doing what we did with all those seniors and um, you know the the you know making some history and winning the ten games, the pride and satisfaction that our team wants and has. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. And now he comes back and he's like, I want to do that. I want to lead for this team. You know, I want to you know do the very best I can. I respect the BBN and this place and just want to let. They truly leave it on that field. They really do. And I can say that. You know, we're not perfect, like I said, but through the scars, it kind of it gives you an identity. And and uh, and he takes great pride. He's a very unselfish guy. And uh, you know, he, uh, I'm so proud of him because you know, again, I could go back to where he comes from and the people and the people that didn't want to take a chance on him. And and uh, you know, uh, he he's just done an awful lot. I'm very proud of him. Growing up to uh, be a, an impressive young man and father. Without a doubt, he's he's remarkable. One of the uh, officials, um, you know, on the on you know did the game. This is an ACC crew, and uh, he was from uh, you know a, a Youngstown from Ohio, and he was like, "Mark, you know, congratulations on what you've done with this kid," and just and just on him, he, like he was like just like wow. You know what he's done. It's just uh, you know so proud of him. Good, uh, good yeah. for him. Yeah. Tony can back me up on this. I think I'm right on this. There haven't been a lot of nine-win or better seasons like you guys had last year. I think this is the first time since 1951 that the next year was a winning record. Is that right? After a big year like that. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, something you guys can uh, really add proud. to the appreciation We're, of what they accomplished. Really proud. And, and you know, and I'm not going back and saying what if, because everybody, it's too easy to say what if, yeah. you could have done this and knew that or whatever. But I tell you what, I knew we had a good football team. If we, you know, you, you uh, I'd have been smart enough to play Lynn immediately after Terry went down. We don't know what would have happened. Or if, uh, but no, but no, Sawyer did a heck of a job too. And he just gets banged up. Who knows what happened? Yeah, who been? knows there? And he, he yeah. really was he hurt. Healthy. He was hurt for a good three, 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 four weeks. Cause I saw him oh, about a couple weeks ago, which obviously we were riding Lynn at that point. But I was like, man, you finally look, he's like, coach, I, you know, the slot or where he was throwing from, he was like, I'm finally feeling you know, back to his normal self. But it it did it, it took a while. Well, you'll find out next Sunday where you're going to go bowling. I know you yeah. got to get out on the road and uh, hit the yeah. recruiting trail, but uh, quite a nice yeah. uh, day for your seniors. Yeah, great day for the seniors. Uh, great day for our fans. You know what? I forgot to mention it at my press conference. Make sure you relay the message now. You know, thank you to the fans. What a nasty day. Yeah. That might have been one of the worst 
that I could remember because of how cold it was with the constant rain. And uh, we felt the, the crowd again. And uh, I just thank the folks that were there. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Coach Mark Stoops, postgame comments presented by Kroger Simple Truth. The Cats keep the Governor's Cup. And our postgame coverage continues in just a moment on the UK Sports Network.